Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Friday, of course. TGIF. Remember TGIF? It was a good show. This week was crazy. We have so much stuff going on. Anyone really want to talk about it too much because sometimes you have media overload, a lot of different things coming at you from a lot of different directions. So you don't want to you don't want to react too quickly. You don't want to get sucked in to the to the to the mania. Uh, and this is what this episode is all about. We're going to talk about media in America. We got a media problem, man. We got a big media problem. We got a small media problem. We got an old media. We got a new media problem. We got a media corruption problem. We have a celebrity media problem. And it's all converging in one time, coincidentally, around the election. No kidding, right? Who are we kidding? It's a, it's a big issue. And so I wanted to just talk about why, why I think we, we have some of these issues. Uh, a lot of movies coming out about the, 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 everyone knows about social media algorithms, how they're playing roles, how we have specific examples in the past about manipulating information, censorship, echo chambers, everything. But before we break it down, we need to sell you something, man. Come on, give me a break. We're doing a Spotify podcast. Everyone's got a podcast now. You're locked inside your house. You're not allowed to go outside. Start a podcast. Am I right? Come on. All right, so we're back. This week, big week, November 13th, Friday the 13th. What could go wrong? It's the end of 2020. You know, listen, we're not, we're not, we're not anywhere close to certainty. Okay. Last week, Donald Trump lost the election. The media called it. Is it over yet? We don't know. The Don is not conceding. The media says that it is. We got Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg going in front of Senate special committees about censorship. And I just think that this specific election is peaking in the media problem that America has. Everything that led up to it, everything that's wrong with it, everything moving forward is going pivoting around media, why it's a problem, how it got us here, and the disinformation campaign that we have. And it's a big issue. So I, I let's we'll just start from the beginning. I think that media calling this election early was a big problem. Media giving these polls that were so off is a huge problem. They didn't learn anything. And now we're in this weird dystopian misinformation age and it's out. You know, for four years, we're hearing that Donald Trump is tweeting this. He's retweeting misinformation. He's retweeting the Bumble. I think that was the Bumble he retweeted. We're at, we're at, we're in the robber baron phase. We're in the Batman supervillain phase of Gotham moving forward. We have a TV show president who has other business things, but really became into the peaking, re-peaking in the culture, the new wave culture as a social media TV president. We have news organizations who are hell-bent against him with backing of his political opponents. We have 
tech oligarchs deciding that how you're going to get reviews on your website, censoring the president on election night. And this is real. This is really a triangle, a really close knit thing that's happening. Old media is very upset. You know, their their business is dying. New media is eating their lunch, right? New media is taking their advertising dollars. But we're at this 50-50 crux right now because the old media is losing to the new media, but they still have the cultural sway of information, the content creation, the narrative creation, the cultural direction of the society. But they're losing it to the new media, the the Twitters, the Facebooks the celebrities that they the celebrities that they born out of TV who transitioned into new media perfectly like the Donald and they're out of the control of these two and like they they need to um, concede some control to Twitter Facebook Amazon Google YouTube those same companies um, Yelp online reviews to the old media the the NBCs, the ABCs, the news, the CNN, the Foxes, the broadcast networks, the installed on your these big networks of Comcast who control the not only the content, but they also control the physical information lines where you get your information. So we're at this weird crux, this real weird fork in the road, and where do we go? Is the president staging a coup or is the media trying to stage a coup against the president? Is, is the media media is more powerful than the government right now? It's true. It really is. And uh, they have protections under 230, you know, publisher versus platform section 230 laws. So now if the government is kind of favoring one way or the other based on protections they they will get under the publish or so the platform jur, uh, designation where they can't get sued for th- stuff on their website do they favor one place or the other one one system or the other where is it going to go so we're in this very weird situation right now and if you've been noticing a lot of people are laying low like some people are doubling down on social media big celebrities, small people. But, you know, there's a lot of instances, you know, like they're anecdotal, but I know I've had people try to repost stories that they can't get published even in their small network. So we have big media problem of the news being biased, creating a narrative. I don't think that they think they're doing anything wrong, but they're alienating, you know, 70, 75 million people. And um, they're not being truthful. And then you have a small media problem like this right now. Like anyone like a Joe Schmo or a Marcus Amadeus or a shot can go on and make a show. Am I being fact-checked? Am I not being fact-checked? What is the truth? That's small media. The barrier to entry is so low. But to be the top dogs, it's so high. And there's so many forces against you. To, to, to eat you up. So 
that's the big media problem versus the small media problem. And then the transition into medium media is an issue, right? These big companies are eating you up and absorbing these other media IP properties. What, what are we going to do with that? So there's a lot of questions up in the air right now. And I personally don't know where we're going from here. I mean, we have regulations for housing, for banking. We have uh, discrimination for employment. We have so many regulations. And then this tech oligarchy who hasn't seen much regulation at all in the last 15 years have become the three or four or five most powerful and rich companies in the entire history of humanity, not just the world, the history of humanity. And then what happens when these giant companies who are unregulated in the country that they prospered from decided to make allegiances with other people outside of the country, say China or the World Health Organization or just other countries, you know, just, uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the, the EU, what if they just slightly lean one way or the other? Is that, that's a problem. And if they're serving multiple markets, you know, Facebook and Twitter, they're not just serving the American market. They're serving pa Pakistan. They're serving Bangladesh. They're serving areas in Africa. And they're trying to, you know, I don't even blame them that much. They're trying to comply to everybody. But in that process, like, are you overstepping your bounds? Overstepping your bounds of who your alliance is for? Are you serving your customer base? Are you serving your country? Are you serving humanity? Are you serving your advertisers? Are you serving big, giant, corporate, multinational companies? It's a very serious question. And uh, is the plumbing place down the street or the local bar getting caught up in it? Are your local politicians or not so local, like your governors, you know, buying into the experts' opinions that are being promoted on these platforms? Are voices that they don't agree with being censored? You don't even know. That's the problem. So... We're in a very weird place right now, and I think everyone needs to take a step back, relax, maybe detach for a little bit, read a book, or take a walk. Those are great things. Come on. Come on. Give me a break. Um, so the next part of this episode, I kind of want to talk about how celebrity intersects all these things and how that personal celebrity kind of can jump you know, they're subject to these powers that be, but they can also, they're like, you know what kind of chess pieces? They're like the queen or they're like, they're like a knight. They can, they have a lot of angles to move, but they can't move all the way down. The, sorry, they're not like a queen. They can't move all the way down the board. The king is powerful, but he can only go one direction. Media companies are kind of like the horses. They're like really good at strategizing and moving around. They have a lot of leeway and power. They don't have go to all the rules, but they're still subject to the king and the queen. All right. So the next part of this episode, we're going to talk about celebrity status and how that comes into to effect here. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. 
All right, we want to talk about celebrity and how celebrity kind of intersects and jumps power dynamics with what everything that's going on. Specifically with the president right now, okay? So I just want to kind of you know, just try to put aside your feelings about how you feel about him or what's going on with the election. Let's just talk about the celebrity status and the information war or the information situation going on right now why celebrity matters okay make celebrity lives matter again right they they lose respect man but the the real reason is is because the gatekeepers of old media tv mostly tv tv commercials things like that where you can get dropped into the zeitgeist with the okay of hollywood or madison avenue or other celebrities like um, legacy celebrities that's the gatekeepers to say hey we're gonna drop po politics right we're gonna drop you into this or into that the only way you kind of you know you you have to have a super crazy skill like sports right where it's undeniable and you you get people love you so much your celebrity status is a, is a must because of your skill it goes with music it's generally like music sports art you know but there's there's barriers you got the NFL the the NFL the whatever sports league soccer league you got to get into them get exposure the UFC but then you have celebrities who kind of recognize they've been jumped from legacy media or these platforms where they can showcase their skill and become super influential and then they're taking over business because our whole we have a media problem right like this whole episode is about media problem the news is a problem um but also it's kind of a situation where Shaq was one of the originals like just because you're a celebrity and you're an endorsing person does that mean you should have points in a business for an advertising deal right like should Conor McGregor, you know, but they're basically the salespeople. Should Conor McGregor get a slice of the UFC? I mean, now these people owe, instead of just getting a sponsorship deal because celebrity and exposure is so important, they're making their own tequila brands, right? George Clooney, Jorge Masvidal, Whiskey, Conor McGregor. We have uh, Jamie Foxx making sunglasses. We have Kim Kardashian or whatever, the younger one making makeup. Um, George Jeffrey or whoever that YouTuber guy is. So these media companies are kind of losing control or the, the power dynamics have shifted a little bit, um, but they're trying to keep those people in check. There's this obviously the super celebrities like Kanye, Joe Rogan, um, George Clooney, you know, Farrah Fawcett. I don't know. Just you can go on and on. But now we have the political realm coming to full circle and getting in with celebrity. I almost don't think it's a bad thing because at least a celebrity, you're, you know, it's say what you want to say about celebrities, but they're not just, they're not idiots, right? You can, not all of them are idiots. Let's put it that way. You can get a, 
politician who works their way and swamps themselves into politics for 47 years and have no real skills, right? At least someone like Mark Cuban started a business, Donald Trump build, build apartments, um, Kim Kardashian, say what you want to say about her, but she created an entertainment empire, sells products. Kanye West makes music. These celebrities, these politicians don't do anything. They don't know, have any real skills. And this is where we're coming full circle is that celebrity, most celebrities need skills, but we're, we're in a culture where a lot of people don't have skills anymore. They just do advertising or marketing or paperwork for other skill creators. And we're in this old media legacy of the old media who's dying out. They're trying to save everything they can. They're trying to save whatever they can. They're trying to get those ad dollars. They are made their whole business around gossip like TMZ or hating the president like CNN. And then the new media, because the old media is also translating online. And then you have the biggest advertising platform in the word, world, Google, enabling glorification of celebrity. Also, the fake news of celebrity, the gossip that nothing really matters. They're like, 10 things you need to know about Kanye. And it's like, Kanye wears size 11 shoes. But they get hundreds of thousands of clicks. And so we're in this transitional phase where old media, celebrities, and new media and tech platforms are all fighting for power and money. And it's it, it, if you think about one way the Donald trolled himself through Twitter and TV and celebrityhood to get to the presidency and they're saying he's just doing it for his ego. And then the other half of America are saying, no, he used these platforms and saw the flaws in them. And the only way he was able to do it is because he manipulated these media platforms to become a celebrity powerful enough to get the office. And no one took him seriously until they needed to take him seriously. And then we have this new election that's happened and it's looking like Joe Biden's going to win. I think it's going to be contested, but we need to see it in the courts and see what happens. Joe Biden is a old legacy system that these powers that be want to say yes to because he's just going to bow down and say, I'm going to listen to the experts. They're experts. I'm Joe Biden. Vote for me. I've been here for 47 years. I made the 94 crime bill. I bombed people in Yemen. I conspired and did took money for Ukraine gate through Hunter and all this stuff. I haven't really done that much, but he's nice and he's civil and they're, they have his back. They're, 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 they're making a narrative to have his back. And the other guy is basically saying, you know, we're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. I think that uh, the American people are getting screwed. And it was really funny. There's a specific law called Section 230, which is publisher versus platform protection, basically meaning that you can remove content online if you are a platform, if it's deemed hateful. 
one one candidate and their VP who is in California, you know, the biggest tech boom of all time, like we talked about, the the three or four most wealthy powerful companies that have ever existed in humanity, bigger than the robber barons of the 20s, the railroad barons, you know, the Rothschild, all those people, bigger than all of them, backing the old media because they don't want to. And the new media also has alignment of their incentives. You know, you don't need conspiracies if your incentives are enough. It's a guy on Twitter, Naval, he said that, and I really like that. So they're they're all aligned. And Section 230 is basically that you have protections where you won't get sued for what you say or what your users say online. That also means that you get to censor people like the president or censor things that don't go along with what you say the election is or what's the best health practices for COVID, lockdown stories, reporting unconstitutional lockdown stories. I've seen some of those. They've been suppressed, scrubbing the internet for the uh, biggest browser ever. When the telephone became so powerful, we had to break it up. So one candidate wants to break it up. The other does not. And I think people need to think about it long and hard. No matter how much you feel about the president, do you hate him? Do you not hate him? Who benefits the most from what just happened? Why did it happen? And why is everyone thinking that it's just okay to just let it go? They're not asking questions. And we have a media problem. We have a big media problem. The news doesn't call presidential elections, okay? The news in big tech platforms should not be censoring the president even if he calls the moon cheese. You have certain First Amendment rights. You know, it's tough to balance them all out. But certain things are guaranteed. We cannot allow these things to happen. And then what are you going to do? Now... Now they want to send you into new lockdowns again and saying, oh, yeah, we like we used to follow the World Health Organization. Now we don't because we have a different agenda. So we have a big media problem. And this comes down to the – this is what we're going to wrap up here. We're going to, this is coming down to the individual level. Can you support these things? Is your social media algorithm helping you? Is it benefiting you? Is the the value you get out of it equal or greater to the value that you give it? I think it's a really tough question to ask. Your time, your personal relationships. How many people on Facebook and Instagram over politics or COVID or whatever have fake news and it's and you don't see the fake news that they see. They don't see the fake news that you see. You don't know if your news is correct or their news is correct, but everyone's so dug in. And it's tearing people apart. It's tearing family and friends apart. You're saying things to people online that you would never say before. And we can't support it, right? I think that these comp- I think that the consumer, like I'm a big free market person, the consumer needs to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to be on Facebook less. I'm going to post less on Instagram. I'm going to use different apps. I'm going to use it selectively and thoughtfully and going to use things like DuckDuckGo or ExpressVPN or any of these things to protect your data. Like they, that is this date. This date is the new oil right twitter is and is like that a new that's the new town square who's allowed to run it so we got a media problem we got to do something about it that's what i think about this so far i'm probably going to talk about this again come on but this week was so crazy i was not in the mood to do a podcast or anything like that feeling a little optimistic so we will you know the future goes on whoever's the president doesn't matter 
But you know what does matter is that we have a media problem. We got to do something about it, and we can. We can. We ha- we're, it's in our power to do something. You have choices. You can vote with your pocketbook. You know, listen. You can get your media elsewhere. You can go back to reading books. As crazy as it sounds, you know. All right. I hope you enjoyed. This is the Ask Amadeus podcast. My name is Marcus Amadeus. Go to my YouTube, Instagram, all my social medias if you want to follow me. Listen, if if you build a network on something that can be taken away from you, what good is it? You can also find me online. I buy, sell, uh, I help buyers and sellers make real estate transactions in New York and nationwide. Let me know if you need any housing help. Talk to me. You'll find me. My online thing is my online name is Marcus Amadeus. My real name is Marcus Schott. Find me. I'll help you out. Have a good day. Bye.